Hey guys, we're back on the podcast here with Luke and Nick, and uh, we're just going to do a would you rather type of uh, discussion where I give them questions and they give answers and you decide what you think yourself. And we're going to be doing uh, a would you rather episode just about any and every question with reality sports and uh, contract leagues in general. So, uh, Nick, I'll start with you. If you could have any quarterback to potentially build your team around in reality sports, who would it be and why? Um, Josh Allen for me. And it's it's not super close. Um, just because of um, good offense, can throw the ball, can run, and he's, he's just a tank. He's injury, I think isn't factored in enough in mm-hmm. sports, especially in contract leagues. So having a big quarterback like that, that's going to be able to take more hits, I think is really valuable. More likely you're going to have him. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be my pick. Yeah, That's interesting because common would be people would think Patrick Mahomes because he's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, the I'd say the majority would take Patrick Mahomes. But I like the Josh mm-hmm. Allen pick simply because he gives more rushing upside, more rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And in fantasy football, it's different than real football because you need that that rushing quarterback gives you so much advantage to the point where like Mahomes is, you know, getting the amount of points per game that Jalen Hurts is because Jalen Hurts is getting the 70 yards on the ground some games and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So Luke, who do you who would you pick? If you could pick any any quarterback with their normal salaries in reality sports online? Well, yeah, it's, it's a somewhat combo question because, you know, like you said, you, you had kind of, uh, well, you have a series of questions and you, you sent us some, some background on what to think about, but a couple of things. Uh, what's up, Nick? And uh, yeah, uh, in regards to Josh Allen, uh, I'll say that I, I think actually the opposite about Josh. I personally like anybody, like uh, what he does on a daily, weekly basis. Um, however, as big as he is, and he is, you know, the epitome of a tank in sports, probably in general, um, but I find him injury prone. And, and what I mean is the style of play. So hilariously, as I was thinking about these two guys before the pod today, um, Patrick is more conservative these days than Josh Allen on running the ball. I'm not personally scared that Josh Allen is going to get injured, right? Because you guys have seen it. His durability is probably for a style of play about as good as we've seen. Uh, and he is unique. I mean, there's really, I mean, outside of those Patrick Mahomes kind of guys, some of these biz- bigger physical kind of amazing pocket passer, rollout passer, kind of Justin Herberty kind of guys. Um, there's not too many like him. And obviously Jalen Hurts, you mentioned Joe, but um, if I had to pick between Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, because um, they both are kind of this 40 to 50 touchdown or, or a little less, uh, you know, 38, 36 touchdown passing kind of quarterback. And, you know, they got some legs and they're going to do what they do. Uh, and, and they seem to be around every week, which is great. Um, 
but yeah, and, and you know, again, Joe, you mentioned uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, if I had to pick, um, you know, like you said, Joe, normal salary. Um, yeah, if I had Patrick Mahomes sitting around, sure, just we'll go with the proven uh, guarantee right now for the most part. Okay, yeah. For me, guys, I changed this question to, to more than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes because I was thinking about it. And obviously, rookie deals play mm-hmm. into into account. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, like, if I could build my team anyway, obviously I want some cheap contracts. Mm-hmm. The only real quarterback who's worth it on a rookie deal right now is going into his third year, and it's Trevor Lawrence. And right. Even if, you're, even if your league was started up last year, Trevor Lawrence is going went last year for, you know, 10 to 15 million less than he will this year. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of leagues where he's good. And I was thinking for me, would I rather have like Mahomes or Josh Allen at 35, 40 million? Or would mm-hmm. I rather have Trevor Lawrence and a solid QB where Trevor Lawrence is only, you know, if he was the first pick in the draft, he's about 9 million. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, I would bet on Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. and go with that $9 million this year and then try sure. to extend him. Because I just think with Ridley, Christian Kirk, and whatever they get at tight end, you know, if they, if they get Ingram back or whoever they get, I think with just having Ridley and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, they are, he is going to take a step up and he is going to be an elite quarterback like they thought he was when he was going to be a rookie and this is his third year deal. So for me, I would want like a Trevor Lawrence and in Superflex, get him paired with a, a Jared Goff or Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. And then you have, in my opinion, two QB1s. Right. And you also have a lot of room to um, pay for wide receivers and pay for running backs and pay for tight ends that you wouldn't have if you're spending so much money on the Mahomes or Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. So that was my thought with um, ultimately just saying like, you know, you gotta think about these rookie deals because they are mm-hmm. so, so, so nice to have. And like, it's just like in the NFL with reality sports is the rookie deals are what can make or break you in a championship. And so, yeah, we'll get to another, another, uh, Another question. We'll, we'll go to wide receiver. Guys, I have a question for you. What is a better sleeper for the money? Hollywood Brown or Rashad Bateman? So Bateman's on his rookie deal. Hollywood Brown is probably not a very expensive uh, wide receiver. They both are wide receiver ones, potentially, without any free agent signings. If DeAndre Hopkins leaves, like they so suspect. So who would you rather have? with money involved, Hollywood Brown or Rashad Bateman? We'll start with you, Luke. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking up uh, Rashad Bateman right now. I mean, I was, uh, I had him, I'm sure you guys, you know, at least certainly you, Joe, if not you as well, Nick, I'm sure you had, um, Hollywood Brown is a different player, but I'm sure you guys may have very well both had Rashad Bateman queued up for, you know, going into last year. He was one of these, you know, if I had to guess, probably from my research, I don't know, top top ten probably uh, sleepers in these skilled positions. Uh, yeah, in he fantasy. was a big sleeper. 
Yeah, he was so a big sleeper. he was. Everybody was kind of obsessed on him, and 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 admittedly, you know, he's the kind of guy we're going into last year. You're like, look, we don't know, but we like his potential. At, I don't know if you, I guess, you want to call him WR one at the time, um, and. I, I don't even know. I'm kind of looking him up. I, was he injured most of the year or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he got so, injured yeah. for the second year in a row. This is his third year now. This so, yeah. third year in league. But his first two years were both injury-ridden. And um, he was supposed to be the wide receiver one right. for Baltimore last year alongside Mark Andrews. Yeah. And he was a rookie for Minnesota. He was a first-round draft pick. Yeah. High capital in a mm-hmm. very good wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. And he he's supposed to be... You know this tremendous wide receiver that they got but he's just been injured the whole time so yeah my question is basically would you go with you know rashad bateman who has all tons of potential or would you go with hollywood brown who you know kind of what you're getting at this point but he's yeah. with tyler murray there's you know if he's the wide receiver one he could be a solid wide receiver too and i guess for me i would just you know take the sure bet pay a little extra and get Hollywood Brown because there, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of risk with Rashad Bateman. Like you look mm-hmm. at Rashad Bateman, he has a ton of risk going into uh, what he's, what he's accomplished versus what he could accomplish. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, a huge payoff potentially. But for me, I want my team to produce right now, especially in reality sports online. You don't want to like, prepare for the future too much because it's a win now type of league like you can get them on deals and you can get them off your team as soon as you need to yeah so for me i'd go with hollywood brown just on the potential of being a wide receiver one for kyler murray yeah but uh what do you guys think do you guys would you guys does bateman even is he like tantalizing to either of you well, let me let me just say, just since you were asking me, Joe, I'll, I'll say quick, and, and Nick, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but I'll, I'll just say that uh, I'm not jumping on your your train you just mentioned, but like I said, I, I was aware that you know Bateman kind of wasn't wasn't around last year, um, and I, I I think I may have told you before, Joe, like months ago, I, I'm not a big Hollywood Brown guy, um, and it's funny because we're kind of armchair you know GMs, we can say whatever whatever we want, you know, but but really I. I'm just not extremely impressed with him. Um, as I'm kind of looking up his resume a little bit, he reminds me, if we're going old school at all, like a little bit of Andre Risen. Andre had some nice seasons, but he was never like a crazy big time ball player, at least as far as like really sustained success. I mean, he, I'm, I'm assuming he probably hit one or two Pro Bowls in there. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm not impressed with either of them right now, but I will say, yeah, if if Hollywood Brown, let's say, is like five, seven, maybe even ten million dollars more, sure, I don't care. I mean, give me Hollywood Brown. I don't want either of them, but I'll take Hollywood Brown. How about you, Nick? Um, so the the other, I mean, we talked a little bit about the uh, sort of uncertainty of Hopkins leaving. Obviously, if he leaves, Hollywood Brown becomes way more valuable. He was a pretty <laughs> highly ranked wide receiver, I think, until Hopkins came back. Oh, right. I, I, I want to say he was like top 15 wide receiver. Sure. Um, without Hopkins there. Hmm. Um, and then there, there, there's also the Lamar Jackson question. You know, there's not mm-hmm. no uncertainty with Bateman. If, if Huntley is throwing no to Bateman. Quarterback. Yeah, if, if, mm-hmm. if Huntley is throwing to Bateman, I don't know that Bateman is worth 
Hey, so uh, Nick, you might need to get in a place with better reception. You're kind of cutting in and out. Dude. Is this better? Um, you're just your your voice is kind of cutting in and out. I don't know if you're not close enough to the mic or what's going on, but is this better or not? Yeah, this is a little better. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was just saying, I there's not there's some uncertainty with Bateman too, just because if Huntley is his quarterback, it's gonna be a lot less valuable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would go I would go Hollywood Brown, sort of. Yeah. Regardless of whether Hopkins is there, and definitely, uh, definitely if Hopkins is. Okay, guys, I got a question for you. If you're starting a team, do you want Justin Herbert on a regular deal, not a rookie deal, Justin Herbert, or would you rather have three solid rookie deals? Like, say you're trading, and one is Justin Herbert, or three solid rookie deals. And my example is like Amon Ra, who's like. In his last year of a deal, but he was a third round pick and he's he's worth like two million a year. So you get Amon Ra for two million a year, Ken Walker for like eight million a year, and Garrett Wilson for like seven million a year. Would you rather have those three solid or just pick your three solid rookie contracts, like maybe Brees Hall, maybe someone else? Or would you rather have So what do you what do you think, Luke? Would you rather have the three solid rookies to build around, or just having Justin Herbert and going into the free agent auction bidding with uh, less rookie deals, but Justin Herbert, one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Well, <clears throat> well, I, I would say, Joe, that um, as you know, I'm I'm pretty uh, big on proven guys. I mean, I've, I've obviously kind of said that already in the conversation, but, um, honestly, for me, it kind of depends. Um, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know the last time you guys were looking up houses or whatever, like for yourself to buy or or even the the rental market, but I can look at a place and it can be pedestrian and I can be like, yeah, I could, I could make that a place or I can look at it and it's pretty nice or it's, you know, if you stack it up to a house that's completely different, I can just get into whatever for the most part. And if I really don't like something, I don't like it. So part of my answer in any of this is always based on, uh, let's just say, for instance, like myself with you guys, you know, we're in a second year situation. Um, I have a roster that needs um, maintenance at this point. Had a good season, but got to do some maintenance. Got a um, got a lot of guys uh, leaving, like like anybody on these one year deals. So it really kind of depends, but. Um, partly my answer too is is like with Justin Herbert um the 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 problem and blessing with these guys like Herbert and all the quarterbacks you mentioned earlier including Trevor Lawrence who's you know really the second half of the season maybe a little bit more than the second half uh right tell me if I'm wrong guys he was like I don't know if he was straight QB one over like the course of several weeks, but he was like tearing up the league. Um, yeah, from when, week when the, nine on, he's a he was a top five QB. I mean, it's re- it's ridiculous, and I had him ranked in the middle. I had him probably like 16 going in the last year, just you know. And I it wasn't like an overshot. I was just I was assuming that he was really going to improve, and he exceeded you know certainly my expectations and, and probably a fair amount of others, but. Yeah, so Justin Herbert, the reason why I mentioned that is because guys like this, you know, you don't, Justin Herbert clearly, I mean, almost underrated is a top 10 quarterback, if not a, a possible top five, top seven, 
almost almost easily top seven. So, um, and then you're talking about three rookie deals, and you mentioned like Ross St. Brown, who I know you you really like. Kenneth Walker, I did not realize Kenneth had a thousand yards. Garrett Wilson, I know had a, had a good year. He was the uh, rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, if you put it that way, <laughs> I mean, three rookie deals like hands down, right? Nick, but I mean, at the same time, it's like it kind of yeah. depends, you know. What would you take, Nick? Would you yeah, take I a mean, quarterback or three great rookie deals that are not? Oh, I think it. I think it's. I think it's pretty easy to take the the three you know, semi-proven rookies. I think it's more interesting if you say, like picks, like yeah, like two, yeah. like basically what you're listing mm-hmm. there is like maybe two firsts and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little more interesting. I guess that gets into how good you feel about evaluating position players versus evaluating quarterback. Yeah, because this this draft class was supposed to be better than last year's. And last year's, most of the ones that produced were wide receivers. It was, it turned out to be a a great wide receiver class, but like this, this draft class, um, from what I can tell is very even based, like there's B. John Robinson, but there's like seven running backs after that who are pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a tight end. There's like four four tight ends you could do in the first three rounds. Wide receiver, there's not as many, but there's more of every other position than there was in 2022. And the quarterbacks even, the top four are pretty close together. Like each one of them has their own questions. Like. Bryce Young, he's he's a little short. They they say he can't do certain things. DJ mm-hmm. Stroud, they have a few questions, but they're all kind of. And then Anthony Richardson, they all talk about his potential, but he hasn't reached it yet. And Will Levis, they're saying he was injured last year and he's really way better than he was at, uh, last season. And uh, Mel Kiper actually has Will Levis as his QB one. He thinks he thinks he's better than Bryce Young. Mm. so it's just like you know you don't you got four solid qbs you got nine solid running backs you got potentially not you know eight solid wide receivers you got you got a really deep class this year and so um herbert you know like like for your team nick you had a lot of one-year deals i'm sure you'll be uh you'll be franchise taking somebody but uh you know, with all your one-year deals, would you, you know, trade Herbert for like three picks or something like that? It's it's something to think about for sure. When you look at how valuable rookies are on their deals, because then you can go out and spend on something else. So, mm-hmm. okay, so I got another question. If you were rebuilding, what would you look to get for these three? Would you, if you had Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey, and then a bunch of real junk on your team, but you have these three kind of aging veterans. Um, what would you ask for them? Like individually, let's go with Cooper Cup. What are you gonna ask for Cooper Cup to try to rebuild your team in a rebuilding mode? Nick, you start. Yeah, so I I kind of base these on like, how many picks do I think it would take me to get another player like Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say probably a, probably probably multiple picks, maybe like a first and a second or a first, second, third. I don't 
I don't know really what his value is, that, um, given that he got hurt this year. So I don't know how many people are going to feel wary of that. Yeah, um, for me, I would, I, you know, Cooper Cup is probably on a $26 million a year deal or more, more than likely. And uh, I would trade him for two seconds, a 2023 and a 2024 second. Because and pe- would someone go for that? Um, I don't know. It, it depends because he's a wide receiver one. It would have to be a team that wants to win now. But with right. RSO, rook, obviously rookie deals are worth more. So I would want to trade him for like two seconds, 2023 second, a kind of high 2023 second, and then a unknown 2024 second. And then, or maybe like with McCaffrey, you know, all these people, Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, and Travis Kelsey, what they, what they share in common they're all like one to two years away from being old enough where they mm-hmm. they are affected by their age and not playing like they used to. And they're all on big contracts in everybody's mm-hmm. league. Right. So for McCaffrey, I've got McCaffrey in my league. And the first year, the guy signed him to a four-year deal worth over... 48 million I think Ooh. it was it was, it was oh, when man. he came in as as uh RB1 and you know he was he and Saquon mm-hmm. had just come off their huge years all right and he signed him to a four-year deal and right now I've got wow. McCaffrey for 50 million and I'm looking to trade him just because mm-hmm. I could get so much more but like you know on that deal McCaffrey for 50 million that's that's ridiculous that's more than the the quarterbacks are getting paid in that league and uh i have him but i also have a lot of good second and third round rookies to the point where my team has cap space so i can keep him but you know when you have that you know you could be lucky to get i'm i'm packaging mccaffrey and a third round pick for like just a reasonable running back contract essentially and uh, so it really depends. But all I think Cup, McCaffrey, and Kelsey all have high deals. So I guess who would you want to keep out of those three? Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, or Travis Kelsey? If they were all getting paid 25 to $35 million, which I think is a fair price for them. Who is the guy you really want to be on your team for next season? I would, I would trade Kelsey because I think you're going to get the most for him. He hasn't been hurt. He produces a lot. I'd be tempted to keep one of the other two just because they're coming off injury years, or in McCaffrey's case, frequent injury years. Because um, I think the market might be a little cooler for those. Yeah. I, I'm i personally trying to trade Kelsey because I think, you know, you try to trade people at their peak value, and I don't see Kelsey's value getting higher at this point. Like he just, he just in tight end premium, he was just averaging 19 points per game last year. And I don't think he's gonna, I don't know if he'll continue it as long because what is next year? He's going to be 33, right? He's 33 uh, now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's getting to the point where even Tony Gonzalez started, you know, going, going to lesser production at this age. So I'm trying to trade Kelsey, but at the same time, I want a solid tight end because it's such a difference maker in leagues to have a top tight end, especially in tight end premium. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to 
I'm trying to trade Kelsey in one of my leagues because I just feel like he's at his peak value. And it's kind of like... Go ahead. It's kind of like DK Metcalf when he was wide receiver one. You're never going to get more for DK Metcalf than when he was at wide receiver one because he didn't last at wide receiver one. Or back in the day when Juju was wide receiver one. Like that's, you know, you look back on those trades now and you want to do them. And I think more often than not, you do. However, I think there are exceptions to the rule, like Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson in his first three years, he's going to continue to be a top five wide receiver as long as he's healthy. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll chime in. Uh, um, they're, they're all different players. You guys, you know, respectively spoke to this. Um, I was fortunate to have Kelsey um, this last year. And yeah, you said it. I think you said about 19 a game. Uh, yeah, and I, I, when I looked at him, you know, week to week for that reason, I looked at him as about 20 a game. And these, these are the game breakers. So Cup, uh, they're all different. Uh, Cup, um, I don't think people seem to remember very well. You guys might, but he had an injury, uh, I think, after his rookie year, um, an actually really bad one. And uh, he came back. It was year one or year two when he had the injury. Um, he came back. I think he missed like a whole year. And then like he just starts producing, right? Um, and then, and then of course, had his uh, triple crown year, uh, what, two years ago? Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, help me if I'm wrong here. Last year, I think he, I think he did pretty well. And then I don't, tell me when he got injured. Um, he got injured early on in the season, so not as there you go. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe not quite halfway, but yeah, I think yeah. he was top five, maybe number right. one got hurt. See, exactly. I mean, we're talking about, you know, like Devontae Adams, of course, with the Raiders, just, just relative stuff here, had had a, a couple kind of ghost games, um, you know, for obviously a, a myriad of reasons, but um, Cup is, uh, so I'm just saying all that to say, like, he had what, like, I'm not looking at his stuff, but I'm going to say about three healthy years, maybe, um, if not more, uh, three or four. Uh, but but I think for sure, for my memory, three ascending years. And so I feel confident if I'm if I'm stacking him up, say to like Christian McCaffrey, um, I'm feeling extremely uh, more confident in Cup. Uh, being around, you know, uh, to, to kind of mess with whether that's a trade piece or whether that's like, we're just going to rock him out this year or maybe kind of plan the team around him a little bit. And, and a guy like that, when there's a guy like that, it's kind of like if you had McCaffrey, because if you keep him, like you just ride him out, like you have him on his, whatever contract you have. And hopefully a, a, a like, I'm not so concerned about cup, but like a McCaffrey, you know, I don't know if you get him on a one-year deal. I mean, I guess, but like he, you almost want on like a two-year deal and you just kind of hope he's around for like one year or like almost a year of those two. And, yeah. you know, if you're that confident in your abilities to kind of work around him, Cup is way different to me. Kelsey, way different because he's available. And I've thought about the age thing because I have him. And um, the, the funny thing is, is, and you guys both touched on kind of the trade value, it's hard to measure trade value for for somebody like Kelsey. Yeah, he's 33, but he's yeah. It'll definitely he, depend on the person, what it, how the person values him. Well, and I, and I value him, you know, very high. I mean, it's it's hard to move somebody 
who's showing up for the party uh, that much. Like Pitts and all these guys, to me, you can't really compare. You can't compare, for instance, like a Kyle Pitts yet because we need about easily one, two, maybe three years before we start putting Pitts right there. Waller, you know, was kind of injured last year. And as you know, Joe, I think that was beyond injury. That was like Rosenhaus stuff to me. But um, but anyway, they're all different and, uh, you know, hard to measure their value. But Cup, I feel pretty good about. McCaffrey, if I had him, I'd be happy, but I don't want him. Kelsey, of course. I mean, you know, he's he's a stud. Luke, does the Rams quarterback situation worry you at all with Cup? Well, that's a good point. Um, and, and I guess you guys can, can tell me. You'll have to remind me when Stafford got injured. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Stafford throwing the cup, we already know what that is. That's just one for one all day. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Um, people are talking about, like, the Rams moving on from Stafford. I don't – I haven't looked into that at all, but I don't know how that makes any sense. Like, you guys explain that to me. But, um, no, I'm not – I'm not too concerned. And interestingly, a guy like that, that's so proven as like a one, like I'll, I'll just like give a very random reference. Who's our guy, uh, fellas who like dropped off and like is almost in no conversation. I, oh, Alan Robinson, he went to the Rams and like what the last, what three, four years with the bears is like, he's nowhere to be found. And then, yeah. so he has this kind of whatever year he had last year, I don't even know. He was kind of one of my random sleepers that I didn't end up getting. And of course, you know, so he's nowhere to be found. But um, it's not to me, Cup is not an Allen Robinson situation. He was like this guy in Chicago. And just for whatever reason, I feel bad for him because of the uh, before Justin Fields, the spotty quarterback play. We don't know what's going to happen. Cup is different. Cup, you like need, you need to get him the ball. He's like Devontae Adams. You're just going to get him the ball. And you can get him the ball at five yards, and he's going to go get about 15 or 20 yards for you, um, um, and, and, and let alone you know some of the bombs and a 40-yard you know corner touchdown. So, um, no, I guess I wouldn't be concerned, you know, whoever was there. Okay, guys, I got another question. What rookies are you targeting? What rookie is like, you know, what pick are you looking at where like maybe it's a position, maybe it's like just a just a person. But uh, what rookies are you just like, yeah, I want him on my team? Other than probably Bijan, because we all want Bijan if we can. But, there, you know, there's quarterbacks, there's there's wide receivers, and there's, there's tight ends and there's running backs, and they're all solid in this draft class. And for me, I'd say as far as a, like a second-round running back or maybe – I don't know where he's going to go, but if he goes near the second round, I really like Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. I think his size, it'll depend on how they do in the combine, obviously, but, you know, he's from UCLA. He's hes hes a six-foot, 200-plus pound back. He's got, he's got everything he needs. Um, he seems like he'll be a good second-round running back, maybe like a give you like an Antonio Gibson type of production or something where Antonio Gibson went late in the second round and this uh, he just looks good and then another one I really like is pretty much any of the tight ends that fall to the third round I think there's going to be three or four tight ends who might be good in their second year and 
obviously I like FCS, so I'm a Tucker Craft fan, and he's mm-hmm. like tight end three or four right now. Um, I also like Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, but he's he'll be the first one. He'll he'll probably be a top fifteen pick. But uh, yeah, I just I I'm looking to target. Essentially, I want a top eight pick or so in Superflex so I can get a quarterback for sure or, you know, have have the ability to get one of the top four quarterbacks. But other than that, I am perfectly fine with having late second rounders and late third rounders and just grabbing who's, who I think is the best available. And I think we're going to see a lot of hits this year, more than more than most. So uh, what what rookies are you targeting or what what picks do you really want, guys? What about what Nick? We'll start with you. Yeah, so I'll be honest. I haven't really started looking that hard. Um, so this is just going to be, so yeah, this is more or less going to be just based off of watching college. Um, first thing I'll say, I was not super impressed with B. John Robinson. Hmm. What, like, what, what kind of a forty time do we think he's like? They think he's going to be right around the early four fours, like right around really? four four zero or four four two. That's what they claim he's going to be doing, yeah. Yeah, if, if he is that fast, I'll, my, my grade on him will go up. Um, just watching him play, he doesn't look... He doesn't look like he runs with the same speed that Walker and Ball run. Um, hmm. If this was last year, I think he would have been my fourth or maybe even fifth running back. Um, so, yeah, not, not as important not as high on him as as some people are and obviously where he lands will affect his yeah. standard values and that's the thing oh. we're all just kind of guessing right now that's why i said like what kind of picks are you looking for for me i want late seconds and, and early thirds i like those picks based on how much talent there is in this draft mm-hmm. and uh i'm you know they're they're a little cheaper too but based on i think once you get out of the top eight players in Superflex in this draft, there's like very small margin between eight and like 28. Like the, the next 20 are all pretty similar in hmm. my opinion. So uh, yeah, that's something to be looking at picks. But uh, yeah, Luke, you got anybody you're targeting? Any, any position you want or maybe a, a wide receiver or because the wide receivers are a little disrespected this year in this draft class, but like uh, Jackson Smith Ojigba is the uh, third wide receiver according to ESPN mm-hmm. and uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave Chris both openly admitted that they thought Jackson was better than both of them. Hmm. So uh, the fact that he's third kind of makes me makes me realize this wide receiver class might not be so bad. Well, uh, yeah, I'm first of all, I'm with Nick. I've I've not remotely started my uh, rookie research, um, but um, I think there's a couple things that jump out, um, and it's kind of been said, I think, by kind of both of you guys in different regards uh, so far. But last year was such a wide receiver year. Uh, it it. In, in this whole like free agency just like blew up I don't even know how many contracts were given and then um, and then of course you know these rookies uh, some of these rookie standouts so I had drafted George Pickens 
and Chris Olave last year. Um, they're both not on my team anymore simply because we had such a, as you guys know, such a happy trading league. And um, at the time, I think like the only one that, uh, well, they, it, it bothers me a little bit not having either of them on the team anymore. But at the time, like for instance, I think I traded one of them, maybe Olave, like he obviously ended up having this like really nice year. Um, and people kept saying nice things about Pickens all year, but um, Olave, I think I traded say like week three or four. And I say that because like, you know, week two or three or four or whatever, you don't really know yet. But I took both of them based on, I think Pickens I remember taking based on Pittsburgh. And as you guys know, like, it's been kind of a wide receiver factory. Funny, of course, as we talk about him now, because we're we're far removed from Antonio Brown. But what we do know is that, you know, you mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster earlier, who's now kind of kind of back a little bit with Kansas City. He's not back like he whatever used to be. But, um, you know, he, st- he still can, can play. And help me if I'm wrong, he uh, one of these playoff games, I think the Super Bowl, he actually did pretty well which I honestly yeah. didn't even watch the game at uh, yeah. not one minute. And I did not watch one minute of NCAA football this year just because of my schedule. But um, so I think, um, and then uh, I think uh, Olave, I just remember liking the research on him and he seemed like the shoe in as far as, you know, that wide receiver class. But I, what I will say is as far as uh, I'm going to remember kind of going into my research will be, you know, you mentioned uh, a little bit about the tight end uh, market this year in the draft. And I think um, as I'm thinking here, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong or you may redirect the conversation again, Joe. But um, last year was, if we want to call it this, it was such a wide receiver year just in general. I think based on what you're saying and I'm thinking about even a kind of our conversation about uh, Kelsey, you think about some of these other guys like a Pitts. Um, there is need. There's a there's a big need for tight ends right now for an NFL team. Forget us as like a GM of like a fantasy team. Yeah. You need like a legit tight end right now, and um, you know it, for most teams, like you badly need one. Um, so like I'm just thinking, for instance, out loud a little bit, but like you guys help me here if I if I need it. But like Broncos last year, right? Like a historically terrible season with a quarterback for, for the given the situation of a quarterback who's to me a shoe-in uh, Hall of Famer barring a terrible collapse from from this season on uh, but you know he could have used a proven uh, tight end and I actually uh, traded this guy but I, I grabbed uh, Greg Dulcich because because uh, Wilson had some things to say about him when they drafted him and I was, I had a feeling Dulcich was gonna uh, usurp their, at the time, tight end one, the guy with that long kind of African last name. Um, and uh, so I think that based on what you're saying there, I have a feeling that tight ends are gonna be uh, strong this year. And I don't see why NFL teams wouldn't be like, well, I'll put it this way. I don't know that every NFL team is looking for Mark Andrews, but I don't see why any team like uh, uh, outside of the Ravens, the Chiefs, maybe the Falcons, um, maybe the um, Vikings right now with Hawkinson, who, you know, to me, I think did pretty well when he went over there. Um, I think for the most part, every team's kind of like, you know, 
looking looking at their their tight end situation and probably happy to go get one. And I think last year's tight ends, we, you should you should be trading for a few of them, including Greg Dulcich. I just did a did a show on tight ends to snag in a tight end premium league. Greg mm-hmm. Dulcich is one you want because he's on a yep. contract. Trey McBride, they say Zach Ertz is going to be gone from Arizona, mm-hmm. and McBride's going to be the tight end one. He's a good one to go get. Um, Daniel Bellinger. Bellinger had a great, like, last five to eight games with Mm -hmm. New York. And if New York doesn't, you know, it's a terrible wide receiver uh, free agent class. So if New York just drafts Mm -hmm. a wide receiver and doesn't get a free agent, it'll be Isaiah Hodgins, whoever they draft, and Bellinger. That'll be their their weapons. I will say one more thing, because I'm thinking about, like, Evan Ingram. He kind of came out last year and towards the end of the season when, like, Lawrence was on his run. Evan Ingram, I think, over the last, say, five, six weeks was just, like, tearing it up. And so I was able to go get him, which was, you know, you guys know how that is. You add somebody, like, if you're there to free agency and you need a guy, you just go get him before everybody else. But, um, you know, to, to that point, outside of some of these top guys, not proven. So, yeah, I mean, give me a draft tight end who probably will is more worth it than some like some guy who's just not proven right now yeah yeah one thing i would i, I like to have a proven tight end in my starting spot but my backup tight end i want him to have a lot of potential i don't want him to be established necessarily i want him to be like a you know a greg dulcich or daniel bellinger where like at any time in the next two years they could make a huge leap and then hopefully have a tight end that makes that huge leap and then replaces my tight end as he gets older. And that's kind of what I look for. I look for potential in the backup tight end position rather than just established. And so like in one of my leagues, I have uh, Travis Kelsey and David Njoku and I'm trying to trade one of them so I can get um, just a good return because I think they're both, you know, tight end ones next year. So uh, yeah. All right, guys, we're yeah, wrapping was, it up. You guys got anything else you want to say? Yeah, I was just going to agree with you. Like, I like the tight end sitting in the backup spot on a lower deal. Spending a high pick on a tight end off sometimes because mm-hmm. they take a couple years to really out. You got a guy just mm-hmm. dead, dead weight until he starts to kick in and by then he deals stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. That's the episode. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming on, guys. Cool. Bless you guys. Bye.